Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. What's good? What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Hogs Haven Podcast, powered by SB Nation. Uh, I am Jamal Forrest. You can find me on Twitter at LetMontellIt. Do not forget to you. Obviously, you can find Hogs Haven at HogsHaven.com, at Hogs Haven on Twitter and on Facebook. Um, Listen, man, it, it is what day is it? It's Wednesday, 6.47 a.m. in Shreveport, Louisiana. I'm, I am at I am in Shreveport, Louisiana, on a, a road tour down south <laughs> for the week, um, and you know I got Washington Commanders on my mind this early in the morning. God bless me, um, and God bless all you all who listen often, daily, weekly, bi-weekly, whatever, whenever, whenever you're in the mood, because um, I'm gonna get this podcast out one way or another. But I got some quick hitters this time. I'm on the road. I'm on work travel, but I definitely just wanted to get some things off my mind. Um, some small tidbit items uh, stemming from some player injuries, benching. So let's get some of these things out of the way and go ahead about our day. Um, that was not intentional. I did not mean to rhyme, <laughs> but let's go ahead and get into it. I think one of the first things that popped into my head as I was down traveling to Louisiana was uh, the Sam Cosby injury. Um, we don't know how long he's going to be out, but he did have thumb surgery, according to Ben Standick. So he's going to be out. Uh, Cornelius Lucas will be filling in for him. And uh, Trey Turner is out. Sadiq Charles is in. But we want to start with Sam Cosby and work our way inward. Uh, Sam Cosby, it's going to be a little frustrating uh, for Sam Cosby to be out, in my opinion. For me, it's going to be a little bit frustrating. I, I'm I'm of the somebody asked me earlier today or yesterday, excuse me, how did Sam Cosme look um against the Cowboys and just overall thoughts on Sam Cosme and personally, um sometimes there is some criticism warranted and sometimes there isn't. I think the hardest thing for people to do when you look at offensive linemen and you try to value or place a value on them. The only thing that you can really do is look at them in pass protection and say, oh, this ain't good. Or in run game, if they're getting knocked on their butt, say, oh, this ain't good. But, you know, there's so much in between that doesn't get covered. And sometimes there's so much in between that, you know, you only can look at the film and, and see some things, right? And for me, I'm I'm of the notion, and let me be clear with you all this morning, <laughs> I have... um. I, like I said, I'm, I've been on work travel. I have struggled trying to look at the film in its entirety. Um, I do have some notes, but uh, incomplete notes means uh, that that doesn't mean much of anything. 
But I will say this one thing about Sam Cosby uh, and then move forward to Sadiq and uh, Trey Turner. Uh, Sam Cosby battled against Micah Parsons. Him and Micah Parsons had some battles. Sam Cosby was a person who competed against the Dallas Cowboys. He did not win every rep. So for those who are harping on the losses that he had, he matched Micah Parsons' competitiveness and, and quickness and explosiveness on several occasions. And I think that needs to be taken into account, too. Obviously, when you have a narrative, a true narrative, about a quarterback and offensive line who struggles to to, to defeat rushers, um, and, and you got a quarterback that's taking a lot of sacks, taking a lot of hits, some of which is on the offensive line, some of which are on him. The sacks allowed gets amplified. And I'm not sitting here saying that Sam Cosby is perfect in pass protection. He's had his struggles this year, right? And I actually told the guy who asked me that question that some of the issues that I had on him last year, I did a film breakdown on Hogshaven. You can check that out. It's back in June. Just type in Sam Cosby, Hogshaven. Type in my first name, Jamal. It'll pop up. Um, I think that is his his marriage from his upper body to lower body is still struggling. Um, his set points aren't necessarily too consistent. He's still crossing his feet. Um, he probably gets flustered and, and just abandons his technique. And one of the things I learned from Ben St. Juice a long time ago, and I mean a long time ago, like March, is that if you abandon your technique, you're nothing. Your technique is important. And for Sam Cosby to continue to abandon his technique is probably the, the prob- most problematic part because uh, he has to begin to trust himself. He has to begin to trust what he's learned. Um, and that oftentimes gets him in trouble when he crosses his feet, when he's a little late out of his uh, into his uh, pass pro set. Um, that hurts him. And when I mean late, I mean in terms of like uh, quickness and stuff like that. So um, that, that also hurts him as well. Um, but also Carson Wentz is in the same vein where, you know, you hope that in certain situations he can step up in the pocket. And that's what truly hurts Carson um, is the fact that he isn't able to really do that all the time and, and have that mental nugget that repeatedly tells him step up, step up. And when I mean by tells him to step up where it's like off the back of his hand, not necessarily when it's pressure in his face. Right. We got to, you know, make the distinctive like if it's pressure like at his feet, it's impossible to step up. But as a professional quarterback, there are instances in which you have to step up because your tackles, sometimes they do get beat off the line, but the way they recover is how they wash the edge rushers around the parking, around the arc. And Charles Leno and Sam Cosby does that. That's the reason why arc is there. That's the reason why a a pocket is created. You have to step up. And if you're drifting left and you're drifting right, um, you're you're not helping your tackles out ultimately. So uh, I say that to say Sam Cosme um, is going to be missed for me. He is a competitor. He is a person who is also very good in the run game. And I trust that aspect of him. It's the pass game that, that really is which he, he struggles uh, on a consistent basis. But Cornelius Lucas, I, I, I don't have too much on him. I'm, from what I remember, I, I didn't remember him being that good in 2021. And <laughs> I had to look back some of the things I said from last season. And I remember him struggling on occasion. And that, unfortunately, uh, is what concerns me about that right tackle spot is there's a lot of people who were saying it can't get much worse at Sam Cosby. And I'm like, Sam Cosby wasn't that bad. Wasn't that bad to where you're talking about him like that and talking about the position like that. And be careful because it can very much get worse if you think that's bad. 
if you think that play from Zach Collins is bad, it can absolutely get worse. Um, so we'll see what Cornelius Lucas can do for this offense. Um, and it's unfortunate because as we transition to Trey Turner, you know, we were looking at ways to, you know, stabilize the offensive line. And we were thinking about putting, you know, there's a common uh, notion to put Lucas in, Sam Cosme at right guard, and then move forward that way. Um, but ultimately, for me, I was thinking, um, I mean, well, Sadiq, Sadiq is okay, right? And I think Sadiq is in a situation where, you know, he's finally getting that opportunity to have that start for Washington and not necessarily coming in a reserve role. And I think that that's the difference for some players too. Like if you come in a reserve role, you're not going to be as, you know, on point as you could be comparatively speaking to as you're starting, because you're like, as a bench player, you're probably thinking, don't mess this up or dang, I'm not warmed up. or I'm a little cold. Right. Compared to a starter where, you know, you're getting your action and for offensive linemen, you're playing every snap on offense. So you're going to be good, like in terms of being loose, uh, not being cold. You know, you're, you're going to be able to fire off the ball from the beginning of the game, from the beginning of every drive. And Sadiq, you know, he's had his struggles, but I think what really helps him is his athleticism and how he's able to really compete from that standpoint. You can see him move better in space. You can see him uh, move with some explosion. You can see him climb to the second level. Uh, and take some good angles on blockers, whereas Trey Turner, you know, one of the reasons why he got benched, according to Ron Rivera, was because they felt that he couldn't really move that that well, and it was probably due, to, according to Ron, due to his injury. So that's what's really hurting Trey. But ultimately, when it relates to uh, uh, Sadiq, is the fact that Sadiq can move open better in space. He can climb to the second level and he can present challenges for linebackers and for safeties and cornerbacks. And you can move better on the right side of the offense. when You want to run screens that way. Uh, you can move better in terms of uh, 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 screens to the left side as well. And having Sadiq continuously, like I said, climb like, and that's, that's very important. And if you don't, if you have offensive linemen who are slow, like there were plays and examples from Trey Turner in that game against Dallas where, you know, he stood no chance beyond the line of scrimmage. He couldn't even touch the linebackers that he was trying to climb to. And and that's problematic. So I, I think for Sadiq, and this isn't talking about his skill set, right? It's all talking about straight athleticism. He has an opportunity to really showcase what he can do for the foreseeable future. Um, Ron Rivera is going to give him that opportunity. So, you know, we'll see. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. But ultimately, Sadiq has an opportunity and his athleticism is going to provide a different level of offense for Washington, um, especially for an offensive line who's been struggling to pass protect. Maybe the quick game is going to be more important. Maybe that, that screen game. And it's going to be on Scott Turner to try to you know be creative with how you get people to ball. What I really liked from Kansas City this past weekend and the Los Angeles Rams is how they were able to operate at or near the line of scrimmage and how they got screens to players, how they got the ball to quickly to their playmakers. And the offensive line was really able to maneuver uh, from uh, picking up pass protection to moving out in open space and moving laterally. So we'll see about Sadiq moving forward. Last one in terms of injuries, John Dotson, hamstring. I'm frustrated. I am very frustrated. That was my guy. And for a person who, you know, I'm, I'm just personally rooting for um, I like to win. I'm a competitor. And for me, I wanted Jahan Dotson to win Rookie of the Year. 
I want him to lead the league in something. And he was doing really good. I think to this point, he was tied for the lead in touchdowns in the NFL. So that was really good for a rookie who has been dominant in the red zone. Um, the way he presents challenges for cornerbacks and squatters and people who get put on the island with them. You know, he's he's been able to win those matchups. And credit to Carson Wentz, who's been able to put some balls in his area in, in terms of his, his catch radius, his radius that, you know, is, is relatively easy for Jahan Dotson with his athleticism uh, and change the direction and just being able to go up and get it with some strong hands. So um, that that's a credit to Carson Wentz as well in the red zone, just finding his guy and knowing that you could give him an opportunity if anyone else. Um, so Jahan is going to be missed. Uh, the only hope at this point, and, and only hope in reference of um, – Replacing Jahan is that you can have Cam Sims more active on plus 40 territory. You can have Cole Turner active maybe uh, against the, the Tennessee Titans and moving forward. Um, Cole Turner and Cam Sims provide some challenges that uh, Terry McLaurin and, and, Car- uh, and Curtis Samuel cannot. So um, that'll be interesting to see how they play that moving forward. But if it was me, if I'm Scott Turner, um, I'm going to give uh, Cam Sims an opportunity. I'm also going to give uh, uh, Cole Turner opportunity if he's ready to go. So that's that. Um, we will see how they play that moving forward. That's going to wrap it up on this episode. Uh, we will be back later on. I just wanted to get some quick hitters out of the way, get some quick thoughts out of the way. I um, mean, we'll be back later on to discuss some more items as we continue to gear up for the Tennessee Titans and close the book on the Dallas Cowboys. So, yeah, take care. Y'all be safe. All that good stuff. Peace.